0: hello everyone bobby wilson here from the tnt college football podcast glad to be back on this afternoon hope everybody's doing well um, if you're listening to this you are listening to um, my next episode and my continued weekly coverage of uconn uh football uh, i do a weekly show uh chatting it up usually with justin brissette my my co-host in this um, but justin is still uh, taking some time away from social media from the podcast and everything um He's doing much better uh, from the from the previous episode where I had um, continue to pray for Justin and just uh, um, clarity and wisdom and discernment through uh, some of the decision making he's got to go through in a process um, that he's going through right now. Um, just just have him in your thoughts and prayers, and uh, and uh, he'll be back before we know it. I, I I'm sure of it. Uh, but in this. In this episode, I'm going to break down, we got three more uh, commitments, um, big time gets for uh, the Husky football program, talk a little bit about that, and some other recruiting things. Then of course, today is uh, Friday, June 30th, uh, big day when it comes to uh, uh, the uh, college football or the college as a, as a whole cycle, so I'll, I'll discuss that a little bit and then I have a couple questions and answers from a couple listeners um, that I'll get into. But uh, go ahead and dive in, uh, talking about some of the commitments we got since the last episode. Brock Montgomery uh, flipped his commitment from Miami, Ohio to the Yukon Huskies, a 6'3", 195-pound wide receiver from uh, Riverdale High School in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, really good addition for us, a three-star wide receiver. Like I said, we flipped him from Miami, Ohio Held offers from Ball State, Charlotte, Cincinnati, Georgia Southern, JMU, Louisville, Marshall, Memphis, Toledo, USF, and then, of course, Miami, Ohio. He visited USF and then, of course, UConn uh, committed shortly after his visit. Um, it gives us a really good uh, threat uh, down the field. Has good size. Um, I really, really like his tape. He's, he's good in deep, getting, getting open downfield, good deep threat. I'm excited to see him and uh Cole Wilver uh moving forward um w- with uh with what could happen there between those two moving forward. Um, another commitment from Harper Holloman, a six three, two hundred and fifty-five pound defensive tackle from Westlake High School in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh three-star guy just like Montgomery. Um, Held offers from App State, Arkansas State, Bowling Green, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, Kent State, Liberty, UMass, Memphis, Missouri, USF, Toledo, and Tulane. He visited Missouri, Georgia Tech, and then, of course, UConn, committed uh, shortly after his UConn visit. Um, Big big addition there. I mean, any time that you get a player who visited an SEC program, an ACC program, to commit to you over those programs, that is huge. Um, for the Huskies. Um, really looking forward to seeing what uh, Harper Holman can turn into down the road. I think he's going to be a really, really good football player for us, obviously, with the offers that he has. A lot of other people think the same thing. And then just recently, uh, a couple days ago, Diego Rodriguez committed a 6'5, 275 pound defensive tackle from Hillsdale, New Jersey, or Hillside, sorry, Hillside, New Jersey, Hillside High School. Uh, held offers from UMass, Old Dominion, Temple, and then a ton of FCS offers. Um, visited UConn recently and committed. Another good addition uh, to the defensive line. Really, really good size at 6'5", 275. Um, somebody to really look at as a project a little bit moving forward and, and what he could turn into. I mean, you get, you, you're thrilled with his size on, as a tackle and uh, what, what he could do moving forward. So three more additions gets us to nine commitments. Um, rivals.com has UConn uh, listed as uh, the 75th class overall in the country, so doing pretty well. I, I know that we'll continue to rise as we get more commitments coming in. Um, we are, we're in a really, really good spot right now. Um, just moving forward, I, 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 I'm really excited about what the staff is bringing in and fantastic players, um, really good character guys. Um, we're getting the right people in place in stores, Connecticut. Um, one thing interesting that I saw: Cole Welliver was dropped to a three star by ESPN. He was a four star when he committed to UConn, the 12th ranked quarterback in the country by ESPN. They have since dropped him to a three star, and he dropped down the ranks uh, tr- pretty rapidly, according to ESPN. Now, now, there's a lot that goes in, into that. I, first off, the star system and the ranking stuff, I mean, it's kind of a crapshoot, let's be honest. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. A player is a player, whether he has five stars, zero stars, whatever it is. We've seen zero-star guys become NFL Hall of Famers. I mean, that's it it, 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 it. it. at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But I, I, I have to wonder... If Cole commits to Colorado, how high does he rise in ESPN's rankings then at that point? I, I just have to wonder, does he become a five-star guy because he commits to Colorado and Coach Prime, or is and he, and now is he just a three-star guy because, oh, he's just going to Connecticut? We know that that happens. I mean, it happens in women's basketball for UConn recruits. If they get a commitment from, from a girl, she automatically, rapidly rises up the rankings, which only makes sense. I mean... The, the the coaches of these programs know the players better than any of these people ranking them. Any of these guys out there who think that they can just—you can't watch every player in the country. It's impossible. So you can't. It, it's almost. It's literally impossible to rank all these guys and give them these stars and ratings and whatnot. Uh, I'm a former head coach. I I recruited the players that fit what I wanted. I didn't care where they were ranked. It didn't matter to me. I wanted players that fit my system and fit what I liked and fit my culture and fit the things that I was looking for in a student athlete. And that's what exactly what Coach Moore and company are doing right now when it com- and, and will continue to do when it comes to recruiting. They're going to get the right guys in place that fit what we're trying to do and what we want to do, whether they're a five-star, zero-star, negative-star, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it doesn't matter. But I, just, I have to comment on that because I just wonder ESPN – if if Cole commits to Colorado, do you bump him up to a five star? Part of me thinks they would. Um, one interesting thing now, or I shouldn't say one interesting thing, a very interesting thing now. With today being June thirtieth, it is the end of the fiscal year for most for colleges and universities. And what does that mean? I mean, as, as, if if you don't know, then that means a lot of these teams that are switching conferences this year, it takes effect tomorrow on July 1st. So the AAC is adding all their new members, the Big 12 adds all their new members, it, it becomes official tomorrow, and there's plenty of other movement, <coughs> excuse me, from, from other uh, levels, whether it be Division II, Division III, NAI, there's lots of movement taking place. Even in Connecticut, um, Hartford is now going to officially be a Division III member where they were Division One. So just lots of movement taking place. So what does that mean? That means in my, in my, my opinion, this is my, me talking, not what I'm hearing. But it only makes sense that if there's going to be movement, conference realignment movement, it is going to take place now in this time frame. Because we have that new fiscal year and things can be announced and it, and it will just make more sense. Now, this is what I've heard. This is what I've heard. I've heard that UConn is going to be a member of the Big Twelve, and the Big Twelve has wanted to announce the movement as, as a group of a group of schools, whether that would be Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, San Diego State, wh- whoever it may be. They've wanted to announce it as a group. Um, obviously, the Pac twelve schools are in limbo when it comes to their media deal, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens but like i said if if something is going to happen this would be the time frame that it would make sense for it to happen this june 30th july 1st now obviously anything moving forward uh, it could happen too but at the end of the day i have to finish what i'm saying with just because the new fiscal year is starting doesn't mean something is going to happen so we could continue to be in limbo for weeks, months, years, whatever it may be. But I, I'm just saying that it makes sense with the time frame. If something's going to come out, it's going to come out within the next few days, I would imagine. Um, but again, take that with a grain of salt because every all this realignment talk, you don't know who to believe. I have sources that I trust and that tell me some really good things when it comes to realignment for yukon's perspective but at the end of the day you just don't know what's going to happen because of just how crazy this whole situation is Um, the money the tv money is controlling everything and at the end of the day that's what's going to rule it all unfortunately so now shifting to uh question and answers from listeners um Someone asked, "Who is who all's left from the 2018 uh, class still on the team?" Well, looking at the roster, uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty bare. When I say pretty bare, there's one guy, and it is uh, Christian Haynes. is their only holdover from the 2018 uh, class that is still on the roster. Obviously, he is going to be um, this could be could very well be his final season at UConn before he heads to the nfl he's already getting plenty of all-american recognition and uh deservedly so and i guess the only other person from uh that team that is still a part of the program would be hunter webb who is now a part of the of the staff so there's that as well um now my thoughts on uh on uh, christopher fortin or and uh Sorry, and Yakari Walker. Um, my thoughts on the center position. I think uh, Fortin has experience. He started a handful of games last year um, on the offensive line. So I I, I I tend to go with in the trenches. I want some guys to have experience when when you can have that. Um, I think that <clears throat> that he 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 definitely has played well given the opportunities. And I think um, Walker will do well given time too. Um, Justin and I went through breaking down the offensive line not that long ago. Um, and, and I think our offensive line is one going to be one of the most underrated units um, nationally. I think our offensive line is really, really good. I really, I really believe that. And uh, another person to potentially watch, I'm not saying that he's going to be the starter, but I know Jim, Coach Jim Mora has hinted at this, is Christian Haynes. Potentially playing a little bit at center. I know he he saw a little bit of time there in the spring, and I know he's going to be our right guard. But at the NFL level, he could he could potentially work in at that position. So maybe there's an opportunity for him to maybe get some reps at center. I, I personally don't think that will happen. But uh, moving forward, maybe that could be the case. Um, then my thoughts on uh, Valentin Sin and Noel Ofari Neadu. Uh, on the left side. I, I'm super excited about those guys. I, I personally think our starting offensive line is is really, really good. I'm a huge fan of the group that we have, and I think we have some really good depth as well. I, I know there might be some people who don't agree with that, but I, I'm a big fan of what we've put together on the offensive line. I think we got some really, really talented guys. Like our starting unit could be uh, center Christopher Fontaine, um Um, right guard Christian Haynes, left guard Noel, Ofari, and Then our tackles could be Chase Luntz and Valentin Send. I mean, that's a really good starting core group, and then we have some really good depth behind it. I'm a fan of what we have there. Really good run blocking unit, as we saw last year, and I think that's going to continue with what we have. And then pass protection, I I was never really worried uh, for for, in regards to pass protection last season when it came to like Zion Turner back there. Granted, when we play the P five schools, we struggled a bit, but that that's kind of to be expected when you have a new unit, like learning very rapidly. But when it came to the rest of our schedule and the teams that were comparable to us, we stood up fantastically and did a great job. I never was worried that, uh, zion was running for his life back there and and i think we're this is a really really strong offensive line really looking forward to uh moving forward and then what can we expect from the wide receivers we brought in uh went over that a little bit when we broke down the wide receiver position but that was quite a while ago but looking at some of the new faces um jordan porter uh, from New Mexico, transferring in his grad transfer. He led New Mexico in receiving last year, even though he missed a handful of games. Uh, he's a big big play receiver, uh, good threat downfield for deep balls, and I think he's going to be a really, really good option for whoever wins the starting quarterback job, whether it be Fagano, Taquan Roberson, or Zion Turner. I think we're in really good shape when it comes to throwing the deep ball to Porter. Then look at some of the other guys. Uh, Zach D- Drowdy looked fantastic in the spring. I think he's going to do some really, really good things in his career at UConn. I'm excited to watch him play. Another good size. Um, high points the ball really well. He's, he's going to be a good one. Um, we also brought in Brett Buckman from Delaware. Uh, I, I think he's going to see some really good action for us. Could a, he could be a really good uh, target. Uh, when it comes to, to moving the chains, then there's James Burns from Austin P. Uh, another really good option, quick slot receiver who I could see really doing some damage out of the slot. Um, had a, had a really good season last year for Austin P. And then, then looking at some of the other pieces, uh, Jackson Harper, another freshman from Avon Old Farms in Connecticut, come in and do some things. Uh, Brian Domino um, is a Freshman coming in from Texas had some really really good uh, good film. Won a state championship at the at the at a lower level at the high school level there. Um, but young slot receiver who who given time could do some things. Um, time will tell there. Jarvis Jones is another one. Good size coming in as a freshman who could really help us out and do some things. I I, I know a lot of people are down on the off on the wide receiver position and, and a little worried. But I, I think we have we have good pieces. And we have some young guys who, given opportunity, could really do some things and uh, be successful in this offense. And that's not including the guys we have returning like Cam Ross and Kevin's Clercius. Clercius has gotten bigger, which is which is a scary thought. And then Cam Ross, as long as he's healthy, he's one of the he's he's a fantastic receiver. And then I'm just going to throw in uh, Justin Jolie, who is an absolute freak and stud on the football field. You can line him up anywhere and do whatever you want with him. And uh, he is going to be successful wherever he lines up on the field and a future pro that we have at that position. So, I mean, I, I don't think that the receiving core is as bare as a lot of people think it is. Another question coming that came in: How do we match up with NC State? Um, Thinking first game for both teams, no film. If we can sell out the rent, do we have a chance to knock them off? Uh, Absolutely, we have an opportunity to knock them off. Anybody can win win any game at any time. I I I will say though, NC State is at, at first when I looked at them, I was like, oh, they lose a ton defensively, which they do. So there is an opportunity for us to move the ball well and uh, and get some really good momentum offensively. The the thing that that I'm I'm not going to say I'm worried about, but the thing that NC State poses a threat with is new off- offensive coordinator Robert Rene is uh, joining forces once again with uh, transfer quarterback Brennan Armstrong. Uh, Devin Leary, their, uh, NC state's tr- starter last year, transferred to Kentucky. And then NC state brought in, uh, Brennan Armstrong from Virginia and, uh, Brennan Armstrong was used terribly last year by the Virginia coaching staff. Um, but when he, the last year he was with Robert Anay as the offensive coordinator there, he threw for over 4,000 yards and lit up college football, um, Armstrong has amazing ability, an extremely strong arm. He's accurate. He's thrown for over 9,000 yards, 58 touchdowns, and then he's ran for 20 more touchdowns. So adding that piece to the Wolfpack offense um, is, I'm not going to say frightening, but with the combination of the offensive coordinator and the quarterback and what they've done in the past, I'm saying that there is definitely that Uh, potential for them to really really do some damage from an offensive perspective now the good thing the huskies have going for them in that matchup is yes it's game one so it's game one for everyone including those guys on nc state um they they won't know who uconn's starting quarterback is unless of course jim mora and company announce it um so they have to deal with that wondering okay who's uconn going to start at quarterback what's it going to look like um there's questions all over when it comes to that. So it's an interesting thing to look at. We, we have to worry about some of their stuff, but they also have to worry about us. We have a really good defense. We have a really good pa- – our, our secondary is really, really good. We have some really good starting linebackers, and our defensive line is going to be pretty darn good. I think our defense is going to be – really really stout this next year so i mean nc state's got to put up with that they got to worry about that then they got to worry about our really good running game they got to worry about covering justin Jolie. they got to worry about covering uh the deep threats that we're going to have they got to worry about co- covering some of the slot guys we're going to have whether it be uh ross or the addition of burns like they they got stuff they have to worry about too so i i'm a firm believer that yukon definitely has an opportunity to win this game Nobody is going to say that they will. And I, I'm really excited about this game because I think it's a huge opportunity for UConn to make a statement. But then I'm also excited because it's on my birthday. And uh, that that's going to be an awesome atmosphere. And I hope Husky Nation sells out the rent and uh, that moving forward it will just be an electric atmosphere. So uh, that concludes the questions and answers that I got. And that's going to conclude uh, the show uh, for this week as always i truly appreciate everybody's support husky nation you guys are the best um, thank you for um, letting a guy like me from central illinois um, just let me talk about yukon football I, I love i love all the fans i love the players the coaches everybody's working so hard to to turn this program into something special and, and it's going to happen very very soon and uh the country's going to know about husky football so uh, and then, of course, continue to pray for uh, Justin Brissett, my my co-host, who we, we're always on here every week talking to UConn football. Just continue to pray for him, like I said at the beginning of the show, for just wisdom and discernment, going through some of the decision-making he's going through, and I am and I know he'll be back very soon with me on here. Um, uh, please feel free, like, subscribe if you ever listen to the podcast. Uh, give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.